right, all right, all right. I'm back on the microphone. Um, some little smooth jazz to listen to this episode of Uncomfortable. I am your host, Greg Newbill, broadcasting from beautiful North Florida, better known as Duval, Jacksonville, Florida. All right, so when we left off, I think I was talking about um, you have the right or something like that. You have the right to not vote or express your, uh, do your rights or something like that. I can't even remember what it is. It's been so long ago. But um, let's just jump into things, what's going on with uh, with your fearless leader, Trump. The dude is a pathological liar. He lied every day. Even when, I mean, this man has caused pure hatred since the day he announced he was running for office. I know I've talked about that before in my previous recordings, but my thing is this man has divided the nation and some people, his supporters, don't see it, don't want to see it. Even when it comes to this pandemic, he stood on stage so many times and said, it's a hoax, it's a hoax why thousands of people were dying, still are dying. And they have no clear-cut plan on how to handle this virus. And to this day, still don't. All he worried about is getting reelected, uh, suppressing the vote where minority voters won't be able to cast, cast their vote, more than likely. And it's, it's just going to be a mess. And for his supporters, this is what, for the life of me, I don't know what it is or what you people see to support this man. It is just absolutely mind blowing. And for black people, you should be, excuse my language, you should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. All of you people are I call you, you you know, the things that were um, on the cartoons, the Looney Tunes. I call you people the Looney Coons because that's exactly what you are. It's up there and praise this man for doing stuff for the black community and this and that. He's gave money to the HBCUs and all this. But hell, it ain't his goddamn money. It's not. It's taxpayers' money. So what? You know, you act like this man has just uh, brought us in from slavery or whatever. He hasn't done shit. He's turned the clock back on us as far as race relations, um, us getting respect in the community, because you can see it in people's faces. The ones who are racist, um, they look at us like, yeah, we are better than you. We got a leader that lets us know we can talk to you do what do to you what the hell we want. So shame on you fucking people. This is my first episode that I probably cussed so much, but I am totally pissed. One of my classmates, he's not a friend. I don't consider him a friend because he sits up there and promotes this guy. I even seen him with pictures, standing with people with the Confederate flag on their hats, and he's supporting them. And that is, 
I, I just don't get it with you people. I don't. I just don't get it. And you should be totally, somebody should knock you upside your head to put some sense in there. Because for you to sit up there and praise this man for what's for what he is doing, um, you might as well just put yourself back out there in the cotton fields with a damn bag on with some coveralls and just start picking his his, his cotton. Because that's all that's that's exactly where you're taking us back to. You're he's taking us back there with your help. So why don't you people wise up, shut up, and quit condemning Black Lives Matter because you're black. Hello. So one of these days when one of these officers, he, he don't know you by your Facebook post or anything like that, going to see you one day driving. You may have a tail light out or something like that. And you'll speak to him, hey, Mr. Officer, blah, blah, blah. He's going to get out of the car. You're going to be like, for what? Oh, you're resisting? Slam face into the ground. How about that? Because it does happen. And it may happen to your black ass. Okay. So moving on uh, from that. Gosh, it's so hard to move on from that. It is really hard to move on from that. But uh, with this, um, what else was I going to talk about? Maybe that was it. I just wanted to get that off my chest. But no, there's there's more. I had more to talk about. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, the recent death of uh, Chadwick Bozeman. Uh, dying of colon cancer at the age of 43, I believe, and uh, he battled it for four years. My sister, uh, rest her soul in heaven, my older sister, Juanita Eileen Newbill, um, Spriggs, uh, she was married when she passed to a good husband, Darnell, um, and my niece, who I haven't seen in forever, ever since her funeral, my sister's funeral, I called her little Juanita, uh, Kayla, uh, uh, Michaela, uh, I miss them, but yes, colon cancer. Um, I, I had my check and I, I messed around and I waited uh, longer than I should, but it came back clear, but we have to adhere to these things, um, uh, when we're supposed to get tested, heck even get tested earlier because even in some groups, it, it, the risk may be higher. Um, uh, so it's important that we do the things that we need to do to stay around for our families and friends. So what I do, at, trust me, I am, <clears throat> my wife and I are not the best health food eaters in the world, but we stay active. You know, I do yoga at least, at least try to do it four times a week. And it's power yoga, and I absolutely love it. And it helps uh, with my health and my mental health. Um, because the classes are not easy. No, they are not. Trust me, I cry, cuss. I uh, try not to cuss in class, but sometimes the S word comes out. It's not sugar, but um, it, it definitely helps. And if you find a very good yoga studio like I have, uh, I was blessed to find that one with some with a great owner and the teachers 
and my fellow uh, yogis, um, I have met some pretty interesting people and they all seem to be on the same path of healing the heart and being there for their um, fellow man. So it's important that we take care of ourselves in this day and age with so much stress in our mind and our bodies or, you know, for what's going on, what we have to deal, deal with, with racism, uh, the virus, um, our jobs, anything like that, you know, it, it, could be, it could bring a whole bunch of stress onto ourselves and stress leads to other things inside your body and those things can add up and it could end your life very quickly. Excuse me. Oh, good grief. What I had to drink is not uh, going down very well. Okay, so moving on from that, from my little yoga bit, I love, just to remind you, I love, I love Baptiste Yoga and I love my yoga studio. I'm not going to tell you the name of the yoga studio right now because like I said, I plan to have the owner on one of these upcoming podcasts so we can discuss this and she can tell you the ins and outs about it. Um, so like I said, so we're going to move on from that point of point and move into sports. Now, recently, you know, we had a lot of uh, things that were canceled due to the pandemic. And, you know, some of it started back up with Major League Baseball and the NBA. NBA is playing out of uh, Orlando right now. And um, with the recent uh, shooting in Kenosha, uh, where the cops shot the guy in the back seven times, um, and then, you know, the athletes got fed up and boycotted, um, was it one or two games, the NBA uh, and the WNBA, and uh, some of MLB, they did too, but then they came back. So... I don't know what was the right message to boycott some games and then come back or should they just had just stop the season? Because most of the players in the NBA uh, are of uh, black, black men and uh, with LeBron James leading the way, um, for them to sit out some games and then come back. Well, it actually was Milwaukee Bucks were the first ones to protest because it happened in, you know, uh, in Wisconsin. So they sat out the game and they were, I forget the uh, name of the team they were playing, but I think it was the Indiana Pacers or something like that. But um, they uh, boycotted some games and the other teams felt uh, uh, did the same thing. But then all of a sudden, what was it, maybe two days later, they decided to play again. Uh, and like I said, I don't, for me, I don't know if I would have just boycotted the rest of the season and been out there protesting or protest on TV where I am seen and I can, my message is displayed daily with um, the things they have on their jersey. So I could say it's a win-win situation, 
But I guess it just depends on, you know, what they had with the players union and all of this. And, you know, because we don't know everything that's in their contracts or what they got to do to get their money and stuff like this, because uh, bottom line, they do have mouths to feed and, um, and they can still get their message across. So I'm just waiting to see what the NFL is going to do. And, huh, you know, anybody who knows me, I am a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan, diehard from the age of eight. And my, and he's not mine, but the owner of the team, I don't like him, never did. I never liked him. Only thing he did for that team was hire that I liked was hiring Jimmy Johnson as the coach. Because um, <clears throat> Jimmy got us three Super Bowls, even though Barry Switzer was there just to r- ride the wave of Jimmy Johnson with the players. But Jerry Jones has only time he's spoken out was when the kneeling was done and he said his team isn't going to kneel in this and that. And uh, he's one of those old guard guys, rich bigots um, that's got money, power and all this. Um so with the star power that's on his team, and he has a lot of stars between Dak Prescott and which Dak said he was staying, okay. I got issues with that. But, you know, that's his thing. And I served in the military 22 years in the Navy, and I support anybody's thing. But for me, I would kneel uh, just because I'm a black man. But like I said, to each his own. So these guys have so much power because if they're not playing, then what happens? Nobody's watching. <clears throat> Nobody's watching. Therefore, you lose money. So you have they have the upper hand in this um, type of environment if they really want to make some noise. But we cannot depend on athletes to make noise. We have to do it on the ground level. Now, I do support peaceful protests. Yes, I do. I do. I support Black Lives Matters. Yes, I do, because I'm a Black man. I have Black uh, children, grandchildren, friends, and families. And I so, um, that does not mean I don't like white people. I love people period. I don't care if you white, black, brown, yellow, gray, blue, whatever. I love people. I do. I hate ignorance. That comes from black people, white people, whoever. Ignorance, racial ignorance, I totally despise. Because if you cannot accept the woman that I married and she's of a different race, um, and if we scroll back to some of my other recordings, I'm quite sure I have that in there. But you you cannot come into my house. No, you cannot because it is her house too. It is our house. We built, we didn't build it. We bought it, but we've done some changes. We work together. And I don't look at it as a black man and a white, uh, white woman uh, in a marriage. I look at it as husband and wife as Team Newbill, and we're getting things done. So... Well, truth be told, she's getting things done because I don't have a clue on uh, 
<laughs> you know, the things to upgrade and stuff like that. She does a great job with that. And she always comes to me and say, yeah, we do. You know, what about this? What about that? And I give my opinion, you know, on what should happen. And of course, we're going to go with hers. And, you know, being married, you guys know that. But um, like I said, um, where was I at? Yes. <clears throat> um, when it comes to people, I just love people. I do. But that does not mean I will not support my black brothers and sisters, white brothers, white sisters that will support equality, just uh, equality and justice for everyone, not just for a certain group, but for everybody. So um, the whole Black Lives Matter thing, they act like it's a terrorist organization and it's not. It is not. We That thing came out of a necessity because the way we were getting, the way we have been getting murdered in the street by police. Now, with cell phones and everything that we uh, can record now, yes, we see that. But what about what happened decades ago where stuff wasn't being recorded, people being picked up, Black people, men, women, children being picked up by cops and taken somewhere, beaten, women probably raped, men killed just because the color of our skin. Now, this is the thing, the color of our skin, which was, yes, that was my first podcast. The color of our skin makes us hated all over the world. And for what? Nothing. Nothing. We built everything for free. We did this. And like Doc Rivers said, why do we keep loving a country that does not love us back? We're always singing songs of togetherness, you know, um, hopefully all blend together as one. We make songs like that. Um, just practically begging to be accepted for what we are. But, you know, unfortunately, it, it seemed like the hands of time are just going backwards. And so I, I don't know what the answer is, except for, you know, love always wins out in the end. And that's the only thing that I can, I can hope for. But <clears throat> and far as for us, what we do to ourselves, and I want to touch back on to that, um, within our communities, there's so many things that the easy things that we can do to make our community, the black community better. And it doesn't take much for everybody who's standing out there on those corners with no jobs or anything like that, but just standing there, dudes, men, women, get some trash bags, start picking up that shit that's all on the street that makes your community look bad. How hard or how easy can that be? That's all you got to do. What? Maybe an hour or two every day. Just get some trash bags and clean that stuff up. And for you dope boys, dope women running the game, you got all this money. <laughs> 
okay? <clears throat> what you're doing is destroying the community, first off. But check this out. The money that you got, the money that you're making by destroying your community, why not take some of that money and reinvest it, buy up some buildings, and turn it into business? It ain't no different than what these prohibition guys did from way back when with alcohol. No difference. Uh, I mean, it may look different, but there's no difference just to on a level of uh, business wise, so to speak. So why not do that? Why not just all these abandoned buildings and stuff that, you know, who owns them? Find out. Somebody finds out who owns these uh, these buildings that are abandoned, that nobody's doing nothing with. You people buy them, fix them up. There's Home Depot, there's Lowe's, Ace Hardware. Anything. Buy some stuff, buy some sheetrock and make it homes for people. You know, just something small. Get them off the street. Uh, and, and make your community look better. It ain't got to be fancy off all of a sudden, you know, the first hand or anything like that. First thing is just get it operational. Then go from there. You know, it, the smallest thing can make people feel better and it builds it builds your community because black people, this is what I wanted to, this is one thing that I wanted to say. I just remembered this and I wish I had a video that I could show you. Okay, so you're gonna to have to use your mind, your imagination on this one. So imagine we got some building blocks. You know those blocks that we had or that your niece, nephew, child or whatever had? Those building blocks with the ABCs and all that other stuff on it. Okay, so let's label this. This is for the black community. Let's label these. Rims, uh, um, cars, Red Lobster, clothing, expensive clothing, uh, shoes, Nike shoes. So those are all blocks, okay? So we're going to take those blocks. Let's put them in the air. Take your box. Close your eyes now. Close your eyes. Take those blocks. Hold them all together. Put them in the air. Now, let it go. Then what happens? Everything crashes to the ground. You know why? Because you're building shit in the air and you ain't got no goddamn foundation. Excuse my language. Gosh, maybe that little shot of rum has got me cussing. But you have no foundation. None. So with those other blocks that you had left, let's label those um, uh, property, buildings, um, um, some other things, you know, and what is it? Uh, what did I say? Building, uh, you know, you got your property, you got um, uh, land, that's probably the same thing, but just some other things that um, that is the foundation. Okay, so you got that on the ground, right? You got all those things that, okay, let's just say, because this, this podcast is called Uncomfortable. Uh, what the what white businessmen women have okay with these blocks they're all on the ground right they're all on the ground because they 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 built them there so what is that what can they do with it being on the ground 
they can start to build up on those buildings that they got. Throw a restaurant in here, uh, clothing store in here. So you got what, maybe four or five different rooms in that building. So they can rent those buildings out, right? So they're building up their foundations, you know, keep building, keep building, keep building. Bam. And what do you got? You got you got something. You got a strong foundation that you're building your uh, business on. So they're building from the ground up. They laid their foundation and they're building while we're sitting up there just steady, steady building from 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 the air, trying to build from the air on down, which just does not work. Think about it. It does not work. We get we got so many smart people, but we're doing dumb shit. Okay, like I said, there, there, like there is money in the black community. Don't tell nobody that there's not, because if it wasn't, they wouldn't be putting those uh, liquor stores in your neighborhood. They wouldn't be putting uh, <clears throat> those um, payday loan places in your communities. Uh, what else do they put there? Uh, it's so many things that you'll see in in the black community that you won't see in the uh, other white uh, <clears throat> the upper class neighborhoods. It's all in Oz because they can get your money, and and they know they can get your money. It, it's easy. It, they they look at it as easy, especially during tax tax season. They know you're going to go to Red Lobster. They know you're going to go buy some rims. They know you're going to spend your money on some clothes. Uh, all these clothes that come from overseas and stuff like that. Black women going to go buy these caterpillar, caterpillar eyelashes. Uh, shit like you're going to turn into butterflies, maybe. Excuse me. The fake hair, uh, which, which you guys look, you know, some of you look decent, but some of it is just ridiculous looking. Um, they they automatically they know that they're gonna that you're gonna come spend your money. Listen to the commercials during that that time when they know it's tax season. The cars are bring your refund, right? Bring your refund. And, you know we'll put you in the car. Don't even think about the interest rate that you're paying for this car. Yeah, come on in, come on down to rent a rim. Rent, rent some rims, black people. Yeah, you need them for your car. You know, forget what your bills uh, may need. At least you can ride around with some shiny shiny wheels that's worth more than the car. Put that car stereo in there because you need to go around and play your music real loud and look ignorant. Yeah, you need that. So uh, they, they got it all. Trust me, I've heard it all before. And I've seen it. They have you uh, down to a T on your knees when you got money in your pocket and it is burning it. Because um, you ain't putting it in the bank. You know, you go to these places, cash it, where you got paid money to have it cashed or something like this. Or you may get your advance, but you got to pay so much, you know, from this uh, income tax people to get your money. You know, instead of waiting patiently, um, there are so many things that you we could do to make it to make our communities better. It's not going to happen overnight. No, it is not. 
But the thing is, we got to start somewhere. So stop building shit in the air from the air on down because it ain't nothing to support it. Start building from the ground up. All jokes aside, start building from the ground up. Take that money. Do, do something nice for yourself, but get together with some people who may be getting money back just like you. Sit down and say, let's buy a building. Start from there. Then you buy that building. Who knows? Somebody may want it. They might sell it to them for some more money. Then go buy some more property. But buy, buy some things up, people. Start buying things up that have value. Uh, a room full of Nike shoes is not value. It's not valuable because all you did was make somebody else richer and while you're poor. Okay, so <clears throat> that's about 30, of me, 30 minutes of me rambling. So I hope this recording comes out well. I know the sound quality is not the greatest because I'm trying, I'm still working on this room. Uh, trying to get it to the point where, uh, you know, the sounds better, but just listen to my message. Uh, one, hopefully one thing in there uh, gets to you and gets you to thinking about doing better for yourself so you can do better for others. So one quick note, also November the 3rd, uh, my dear friend, Nicole Ham. District 4 here in Jacksonville. Uh, she won 43% of the vote, but it didn't get her. This is awesome. This is exactly something that I was discussing with a friend of mine. But, you know, it's all about our mentality. Our previous generations have been frightened by the burning of Rosewood and the burning of Tulsa, Oklahoma until they're to the point where they believe that they can't have anything and they've passed that mentality down for generations so now it's time for a new mindset we have to show that we can own something we can have something and it be a good thing we don't have to if we live in the projects the projects don't have to look like the projects if we we have a store that is the only store in our neighborhood, it doesn't have to be raggedy. There, We have to take more pride in what we do have and invest in what we do have, and we can have more. I love this.